to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 253 for To Doomsday. My name is John, and joining me every time we board a spaceship and have our consciousness uploaded into a motherboard and put into a body is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, Hello. we're plants now. Watch me flip my face open and <laughs> put it back down in a slick bit of CSO. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Had to make a gift for that one. Oh, my goodness. Taylor, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. A uh, little bit of news yeah. kind of hit the wires this evening, and I'm I'm kind of even though I I'm doing okay, I'm kind of also angry. Yeah, it's and uh, disappointed, yeah. and I just I don't know. I think it's safe to say that we at Podcastica uh, firmly support bodily autonomy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I am. I, I posted a picture on my Twitter of a uh, a patch that basically says "F politics, go to the beach," and that's really kind of how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. And maybe just kind of walk into the ocean and keep going. Oh, like Godzilla. I don't know. I was thinking like that one scene in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm. like the the original British miniseries. Yes, dude's just you know naked, throwing his cash away, just walking into the ocean. He's like, "That's it. We made the mistake leaving the ocean." Let's go back. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mistakes but were made and are being made. Yeah. Yeah. That man, every single flipping day. Uh, how are you, John? Let's, let's focus on something a little bit more positive. Well, I mean, I'm kind of in the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, cl- I actually am going to go ahead and close Twitter right now is what I'm going to do. Yes. I short of posting the episode tomorrow. I may not open it at all. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Just for my sanity. Yeah. I probably will not be, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, other than other than that, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, uh, in two days' time is my thirty uh, ninth birthday. Yes, <laughs> happy! I'll say it now, John, because I won't be able to say it for another two weeks two because weeks. of our recording schedule. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. Um, I took the day off from work. Excellent. Uh, I'm gonna be. Excellent. I'm going to be streaming on Twitch for most of that day. Wow. That's literally all. (laughs) Lauren's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, I kind of just want to do a long stream. Um, So I'm probably going to be doing that for most of the day. Uh, We're also going to get pizza from... I don't know if I mentioned the pizza on here. I probably did. Prince Street Pizza. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. Hopefully you don't spend the whole day twitching and you just spend some of the day with Lauren. Yes, but she also might be actually working, so. Oh, well, that's working is is also good. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I haven't figured out the, my schedule of what I, how I'm, when I'm going to stream because I might do, uh, I might do an overnight one, but I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. I have a couple of days, or I have like hours to decide, but. Yeah. I'll figure it out. You but, will. But you uh, will. yeah, I think um, I think uh, that's you know I'm doing all right. Besides this mm-hmm. this awful awful news that is just uh, this is this is just uh, the the country we live in apparently. Uh, yeah, I I keep telling myself it's a draft, it's not a decision, but still. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's just not because <laughs> that yeah, this will no, no, be a completely not, is... different podcast. Nope, nope. I we we're already dealing with one doomsday talking about the episode. Let's not add another one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know, before we get into uh, who news, uh, what yeah. is making us happy this fortnight? Do you want me to uh, to go first? Uh, sure. I tend to go first, but please, I have I have some at the ready. Isn't Excellent. that it's crazy? Usually, I don't have them at the ready, but you know, I do. I, I, especially... I usually have to order first, so you can decide what you want. To yeah, order. usually I need mm-hmm. some time, but to, I don't this time because <laughs> last weekend we went to we went to Disneyland. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and we went. Pictures. Yeah, we went to Dapper Day, which mm-hmm. is uh, a day where you dress nicely. 
And uh, it was a lot of fun. Our group went as Muppets. Yes. I dressed as Rolf the dog. Love it. And Lauren dressed as Scooter, um, which was very cute. And uh, it was it was a fun time. Uh, I went on Rise of the Resistance, the new Star Wars ride that everyone's like, oh, it's so great. And I was like, okay, no, it really is. It is amazing. Yeah, I it might be my new favorite uh, Disneyland ride. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we got we went on that. We went on the Millennium Falcon. We spent a lot of the day in Star Wars land. It was for a friend's birthday. Oh, right on. Yeah, so we, we were like, what do you want to do? And I mean, we hadn't been to, to Disneyland in, you know, since before COVID hit. So it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, I wore dress shoes for way longer than I should have. Um, I took them off at one point when we went over. Oh, the new Marvel Land is, is I don't, it's not called Marvel Land. It's called uh, Avengers <laughs> Campus. That was a lot of fun. Uh, very cool stuff over there. They have the Pim Pim's uh, uh, test kitchen, and they have like you know, it's like this food that shouldn't be small is small, and this food that shouldn't be big is big. It was like it's like oh. one of those things, and God, yes, okay, yeah, uh, it's really fun. Uh, very, the food was very good. All their drinks, like their like cocktails, come in like a little beaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. that you can take home with you. It's it's right. fun. But I took my That's dress cool. shoes off about maybe eight hours in. I don't know. Uh, put on my... that That is a world of difference. I put on some running shoes that I brought with us, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is crazy. But um, <clears throat> got home that night, was going to play some video games when we got home, and I said, nope, I'm good. I'm going go to go straight to bed. Uh, and yeah. then I slept for 10 hours. Yeah, I was uh, exhausted. My feet hurt for like two two days afterward. I bet. Yeah, Dude, I've got wide, flat Fred Flintstone feet, and <laughs> even in like good shoes with good orthotics in them, I hurt if I'm standing or walking too long. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I get it. I, get it, it. I think we walked 13 miles that day. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Man. But um, oh what God. else is making me happy? Uh, the the NFL draft just finished. Yeah. The Jets apparently had a very good draft. I don't know anything about the college players. I just know that they are new and exciting, and everyone seems to be like everyone. Usually, it's like oh uh, no, everyone is very excited about the draft class. So that's great. Cool. I am excited as well. I don't know anything about the college players, so. But everyone else says right. it's good, so I believe them. And also, the there Mets pitched a uh, no hitter on Friday. That also made me very happy. And that is everything. Nice. There you go. Nice. Well, thanks to you, I can now say I've seen every episode of Our Flag Means Die. Yes. And I absolutely flipping loved it. It every last minute. <laughs> Loved it so much. Great. So good. And then I, I won't I won't give any specifics, but got to that end of the last episode and I was like, What? No, you can't end it here. Mm. That's not okay. We need more. Renew it, you cowards. Well, we'll see. Right? Yeah. Um, but I also um what else is making me happy? Um, there is an <clears throat> excuse me, an Apple TV series mm. uh, called Make or, Make or Break. Um, it follows um, a season on the um, Surfing World Championship Tour. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's done by the same guys or the same uh, production company that did the Netflix Formula One series Drive to Survive. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And so everybody was saying, oh, wow, this is this is really good. They These people, like, you know, they, they enjoy... Uh, the production company, you know, they enjoy sport and filming sport. And so they, they, they kind of like know kind of how to get the good angles and the good shots and the good interviews and stuff. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, man, you know, here's another thing. I'm like, do they at least have a, a free trial? Maybe I can, it's only seven episodes, I think seven or eight episodes. Like maybe I can just binge it in a free trial. And I swear to God, I tried signing up for a free trial 
using like any email address I had. And then every time I ran into some sort of hiccup and I was really getting ready to just throw things out a window. Oh no. And, and blessedly our friend Hibba came through and was like, Hey, here's my login. Great. And I'm like, you're an absolute gem. Um, so I like today got through my podcast and while I was sitting here working, just burned through four episodes. Oh, great. And it's, and it is good. I, I definitely recommend it. You know, um, it, it's very interesting for me who, you know, this is like the one sport that I really follow. Yeah. Um, kind of being able to get to, to look at, uh, last season, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, kind of relive it, but now also with a lot of insight as to kind of like what the different competitors were going through and thinking and, you know, de- dealing with in their own lives that kind of also affected kind of how things uh, played out over the course of nine events. So it's, it's, I, I, yeah. I mean, you might go sit there and go like, well, I'm not even into the sport. I'd, I'd say give it a shot. It's, All right. it's a pretty good watch. Interesting. Pretty good watch. But yeah, that's that's making me happy right now. Great. What else is make what else is making us happy? Well, we recorded oh, the yes. brand new episode of All Night Up All Night. With, with up, the Living Geeks, not up, up All Night. Up 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 and oh, no. <laughs> I know. Um, oh boy. Taylor, why don't you tell the people uh what we spoke about this? Yeah, month. so so John was able to join us. We were very happy for that. So John Seb and I sat down and talked about mothman yeah and it was it felt like you know mothman was almost a backseat to other theories that we had about what mothman might be or where mothman might have come from it was very interesting yeah and that's honestly i i feel like so many so many people and book and sources kind of cover like the 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 nuts and bolts of like here's what happened on this day and what happened on this day and this person made this report on that day and you know you can talk about just the the events i i was hoping that we would end up using it as a jumping off point to kind of go okay here's what happened but here's where different aspects of this 13 month period kind of tie into other concepts that we yeah. talked about trying to kind of like paint a bigger picture of um i think i I think i use the term the phenomena writ large yeah you know uh when we talked about and yeah i I listened to today i listened to it today as i was putting together the uh month worth of tweets for it you tweet deck um and uh yeah was um i was really happy with how it turned out yeah it was a lot of fun it was very it was very interesting conversation with yeah with a bunch of different theories and even thinking of things. I think I came up with something. I was like, uh, did this ever happen? And we couldn't figure out the answer, but it was interesting to think that that could also be a possibility. Well, you'll have to listen and find out. Yeah. Yeah. Please go give it a listen. Um, it is, you know, it's weird. I think each of our brains melted at one point or another. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> I know you don't have that one on this soundboard. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't yeah, understand any of this. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's that's our version of that. Yes. That's excellent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and next month we're talking about the uh, the shaver yes. mystery, which involves a lot of caves and uh, I don't know what, what what would I even call it? Detrimental robots. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of good versus evil kind of stuff. There you go. Secret civilizations underground. It's it's weird. It's weird, but it's fun. Yeah. And we have a good time with it. Absolutely, so, yeah, we do. That out. Yeah. All, all right. Let's get into that who news, shall we? Yeah, indeed. Definitely. If you are listening to this episode before Friday, May 6th, which is just a handful of days away yeah. right now, um, and you have a ticket to Gallifrey 1, or you want to get a ticket to Gallifrey 1, one, go do that. Um, but then get ready, because Friday at noon is hotel day for Gallifrey 1, which often is a very rapid-fire point-and-click and type as fast as you can to secure yourself a room at the LAX Marriott. So if you go to the show notes, I have the link to the Facebook group for Gallifrey 133. Um, where they will post that link at noon on Friday. Yeah, we uh, we still have not gotten our tickets. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah, 
I don't know what to tell you, John. Uh, I mean, they uh, once again, uh, I feel like they they need to push it back a little bit and can't yeah. can't have me finish uh, going to your event and then be like, by the way, tickets are on sale uh, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not what they did, but I mean, give me a couple of months to recover here. Yeah, I get it. Jeezy, crazy. I get it. I get it. Well, um, but yeah, we, you got a couple days. Yes, a couple of days. Got to get that <sighs> hotel because I'm not driving back and forth from my house. I'll tell you that much. Good heavens! Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it. Anyway, well, this next story might be at least a little influenced by Gallifrey One, and we love when that happens because blowing our minds the news dropping um a little less than a week ago i think that yeah big finish is going to be bringing us audio adventures with sasha dewan's master and you heard it here joe martin's fugitive doctor yes and Let's i am so 100 on board with that um i think this was announced at the big finish day event over in the uk Oh, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, relatedly, um, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking completely on the name of the podcast, but they interviewed um, the gentleman who played Professor Jericho. Oh, uh, during flux. Um, and he said that there might be some sort of news regarding his character. I love that. Coming soon. And more than one person simply speculated. It's like, ah, oh, big finish got to him as well, huh? So maybe. Interesting. I like it. We I'm down. We loved maybe. Professor um, Jericho. He was totally, great. Totally. Totally. He was really good. Um, one of the highlights of, of the Flux season. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if they want to give him some adventures, I'm all for it. But I am like 2,000% on board with box sets. Oh, yeah. For Sasha Dewan and Jim Martin. Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if you wanted to kind of um, bore a little deeper into the trailer for the centenary special, uh, the folks over at cult box have broken down everything we know so far about the centenary special, Oh man! Uh, which still, still doesn't have a title. No. Um, obviously we do a quick rundown of who's in it. Obviously Jody Mandip, John um, Bradley Walsh. Yep. He was seen there. Uh, we got uh, Vendor back. We've got Kate Stewart. Mm-hmm. We obviously have Sophie Aldred. And we have <laughs> Janet Fielding. Yes. So excited. Um, although every time I see that one scene where they're both, you know, firing heavy weapons, and I'm like, Tegan, you don't have it shouldered right. That's going <laughs> to kick back. That's going to hurt you. Yeah. You don't have it shouldered right. Come on. Um, let's see. What else? Obviously, Sasha Dewan. Yes. Looking very Rasputin at one point. Yes. We've got Daleks. We've mm-hmm. got Cybermen. And the shot. We've got the lone Cybermen. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, the, the article here has got some pictures from the rap party. Yes, that is Janet Fielding dressed as John Nathan Turner. <laughs> yep. Oh, my Gotta God. Love it. Gotta love it. Um, and... They list off some of the filming locations and then quotes from various sources that really don't give a whole ton of detail. But yeah. 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 So looking forward to it. A lot of us obviously glomming onto any little bit of news we can get because who knows? There may be a whole ton more people that they haven't even bothered announcing. Yeah, I bet. Would not be surprised. Yeah. Would not be surprised either. Uh, lastly, this time around, coming by way of the Doctor Who Production News uh, Twitter account, who, as I understand, will also be at Galley next year. Oh! Uh, I've, I've talked him into going, yeah. That's great. I'm like, dude, how are you not coming to this? He's like, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, when this, when the information for next year drops, I will send it to you. Wait. So he's, this, got, he's got a ticket. He did not know about Gallifrey? No, he knew about Gallifrey. He just didn't know like when like tickets went on sale. Oh, I was like so so he missed out. Obviously, 2022 is kind of special because it was all pandemic-y. So, I literally like I'm not joking. When I, when I had the um the program out one morning over breakfast in the hotel, 
it was like, oh, here's the advertisement for next year. Snap a picture of it, message it to him. I'm like, dude, here, make plans. This is when it's happening. <laughs> so he's he's going to be there next year. Um, but he's apparently in a, uh, um, I don't even think he even mentioned which Facebook group, but he did report that it appears Millennium FX is going to be returning to do the special effects for Doctor Who for the RTD2 era. Oh, and Millennium FX were the ones who did, obviously, the special effects during uh, Russell's first run. Interesting. As showrunners. So, yeah, we'll be uh, interested to see kind of what that looks like, because I'm sure special effects in general have advanced Yeah. since they were last uh, working. Well, and the, the company itself. Well, yeah, naturally. The effects and the company. Interesting. Indeed. Yes. Oh boy, I'm kind of looking through some of their stuff right now. This is uh <laughs> right. It exciting. Great. We are excited. We're like I said last time, I I'm I'm ready. Yeah. I, I'm ready. No offense to the the Chibs era, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Fair as SpongeBob would say. I'm also ready to talk about Four to Doomsday. Nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. Starring Peter Davidson as the Doctor, Janet Fielding as Tegan, Sarah Sutton as Nyssa, Matthew Waterhouse as Adric, and Stratford Johns as Monarch. It was written uh-uh. by Terrence Dudley and directed by John Black. It first aired January 18th and 26th? Yep. Oh, two and two? Yep, two and two. That was how they were doing it in that era. Interesting. Uh, so January 18th and 26th, 1982. And it is the second story of season 19. And we have a, ooh, a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Yeah, indeed. Well, we love a working title. The working title for this story was Day of Wrath. Hmm. Eh. I like it. It's fair. It's fair. This was the uh, first Fifth Doctor story to be filmed. Um, right, that's aired. right. That's that was right. Castro Valvo. Yeah. So though Peter Davison has often said that his first stories were recorded out of sequence so that Castro Valva might include a more confident performance on his part, mm-hmm. there was a more practical reason. A little over a month before it was due to go in front of the cameras, Project Zeta Sigma, which was to be the first story of the Davison era, was shelved by John Nathan Turner. Oh, And because there wasn't time to get a whole new first story for his doctor, the production order had to be significantly revised. The out-of-order recording had nothing to do with any lack of confidence in Davison. Castrovalva simply wasn't written by the time the fifth doctor needed to make his debut in front of the cameras. Interesting. Did you look up Project Zeta Sigma? I did not. Okay. It is an un- what can you tell me I about? got it. It's an unproduced serial that would have been the first story of the fifth doctor. We just said that yeah. it would yeah. not have carried on straight from uh Legopolis and would have oh. featured um oh my goodness, uh nuclear disarmament, an alien cold war scenario with the master orchestrating it. Um okay. John Flanagan, Andrew McCulloch co wrote the serial which was stopped in 1981 by Anthony Root as the new script editor with the approval of Barry Letts in the absence of John Nathan Turner. Oh, okay. Um, in another version, I need to get that John Nathan Turner book. That That's his book, right? No, that's not his book. Who am I thinking of? I'm not sure. I'm thinking of, uh, oh, I'm thinking of the, the master plan. I'm thinking of that Oh, book. Cartmel. Cartmel, that's who I'm thinking of. Script Yes. In another version, John Nathan Turner claimed that it would not have worked and Castro Valva replaced it. I don't know what it okay. in another version means. Of, uh, another version of history? I guess. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. They're <clears throat> <laughs> it's splintering into the multiverse. Oh, boy. Here we go. Anyway. Uh, I will also highly recommend the book Script Doctor. Yes. One, it has the best cover in the world right now because it's very 80s looking. Yeah. Um, and two, it is a, a very fascinating recount and look into Andrew Cartmel's time as 
script editor during the Sylvester years, and it is, it's really good. There's some great stories. Love it. Yep. Well, anyway, coincidentally, as well as being the first Fifth Doctor story filmed, this was also the last Fifth Doctor story released on VHS. Holy moly. Have you ever seen a, an official VHS release of Doctor Who? I don't think I've actually ever seen one. I, I, own, I own one. Oh. I have Curse of Fenric on VHS. Interesting. I had no idea. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, apparently, I've never seen one. I never thought to think to look for one. I'm sure they're at Gallifrey. You probably yes. I just never have seen box art or right. anything like that. Yeah, you don't think to look for it. That's okay. Huh. Who's got VHS anymore? In fact, when I did have a VHS machine and the software to convert VHS to digital, I made sure to run Curse of Fender through it. <laughs> Great. Just to have it, just for the hell. Just of it. in case you did more work than the BBC did to right to preserve footage. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nissa's sudden fainting spell at the end of the story was a throwback to the style of serial transition often employed during the first Doctor's era. For example, mm. the Doctor suddenly cries out in pain at the end of the Celestial Toymaker, leading into the classic The Gunfighters. <laughs> Uh, in which a toothache is revealed as the culprit. Yes. In this case, the reason for Nissa's sudden collapse is revealed at the start of our benchmark oh, for bonkers, boy. Kinda. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. In a, in a few weeks, we might have a new benchmark. I'm not sure. No, we'll talk we'll about see. that later. We'll see. Uh, part one establishes the date of Legopolis and the opening scenes of Castor Alva by revealing that the flight Tegan was trying to catch in Legopolis was flight A778. At 5.30 p.m. on the 28th of February, 1981, this retroactively set Legopolis on the same date it was broadcast. Nice. Yep. Love that. Uh, yep. And we talked a bit about that during the flux season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Waterhouse felt Adric's reasoning for siding with the villain made no sense and resented his character being made to have bad motives and beliefs for no other reason than for other characters to tell them they were bad. Okay, this, uh, I like hearing that, and we'll get to okay. that later. We'll get to that later. We will. I, I, I've got a little bit of headcanon going on that I think plays that whole thing out a little bit better, but we will talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, and I, I put this one last because this, this one I think really is very meaningful, given how much flack Classic Who sometimes gets mm-hmm. for um, portrayals of people, people of color. Mm. So the Aboriginal character's dialogue... Uh, Antigans, when she demonstrates she can speak his language, was originally scripted as plausible-sounding gibberish. Mm. Janet Fielding, being an Australian, felt this was insulting and requested that the writer consult the BBC's language department to rewrite the dialogue in an actual Aboriginal language. Oh. Um, and the one that they eventually settled on was, uh, uh, I think it's pronounced Tiwi. Tiwi. Tiwi, as okay. filmed. Um, so that, hey, I that's cool. was awesome that they actually and especially because janet fielding raised a fuss and said look <laughs> yeah let's actually do this some justice people yeah and i thought that was really cool that's great so, yeah. i did not know yeah. that very cool and flash forward and she's in the uh the special coming up yep there you go gotta love it <laughs> all right taylor you got a world famous synopsis for us so take it away all right. Well, the Doctor, Tegan, Nissa, and Etric are trying to get Tegan back to Heathrow again. And they don't again. Instead, they land on a massive spaceship headed for Earth. On board are, well, kind of frog people, without actually calling them frog people, who've been going back and forth from Earth to Urbanka, which sounds a lot like Jovanka, mm. to, I guess, collect smart people and make them into immortal androids but monarch really wants to take over earth harvest its silicon and carbon and somehow achieve faster than light travel to go back in time and meet the creator of the universe which might also be him <laughs> if that all sounds bonkers remember that the story after this is kinda and regardless of where you are in your count there's only four doomsday oh boy boy oh boy i can't believe kinda is right after this i didn't check yep oh yep oh i'd actually literally story after this yeah before we get into this i would love to at some point put in a playlist all of our episodes in who order just to see what that sounds like that would be interesting and And you know what 
And we could do that on Spotify, couldn't we? We could. And this also actually um, concludes our, I believe it concludes our season 19 watching. I think you're right. I think this was the last episode, the last missing episode. And with that, I guess, uh, Taylor, what did you think of this episode? You know, honestly, I really enjoyed it. I probably haven't seen the story since the 90s, so I remembered almost nothing of the story. Oh, wow. Um, So I really enjoyed being kind of kept on my back foot as I tried to figure out what was going on for like the first two episodes and what Monarch's plan was. And I truly love that it was even more bonkers than I suspected. <laughs> yeah, this was, um, this was, I liked this story. I think at one point in episode two, I was like, uh, I feel like, I feel like a whole lot of nothing's going on. But overall, yeah. I did, I did enjoy, um, the, the story. <laughs> I almost want to say I, I enjoyed, the subplot more just because i thought Mm -hmm. it was absolutely hilarious but we'll get to that when we get to that but overall yeah i thought this was an interesting story i thought the the i think the cliffhangers were very good we had some very good cliffhangers yes we we did have some very good cliffhangers i don't think we had like bangers for all three no, no, no. I think the first one was a little That weak, one was weird. Two and three it was just like better. we changed. Yeah. Wait, what? And that was like the end. <laughs> yeah. It's just That's very right. weird. We got dressed up. Yeah, we 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 look like you now, huh? Yep. Yeah. Uh we ran out of uh special effects makeup, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't see anything in Tardis Wikia to imply that. Right. But when you've got three characters who look you know who are made up the same way that monarch is made up and then you go okay we're gonna do this for how long are we shooting how about only two of them yeah how about only one of them how about we only one of them just one We'll get the other two dressed up all fancy and you know lots of green tones i mean that suit was amazing i love that suit oh absolutely and the the dress was oh you know really well done as well so well i believe not not dissing it no i believe uh Tegan drew those too, right? Yes. Tegan. And wow. Fashion Tegan designer extraordinaire. Seriously? A- sketch artist to the stars. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought this was fun. I will, like I said, I did enjoy the subplot of Tegan trying to fly the TARDIS just because yes. it was so it was so like maddening. It uh, really was. Like, I just she really, really she did a great job. Distraught. Yes, like it. kicking the book, point. the TARDIS manual, oh and like yes. jumping on it and kicking it. And like, it felt like she kept trying to hit the same button, but it did the same thing every time. Yep. Just open yep. the bay window. It's like, seriously, why I'm trying to hit start. Why won't the microwave start? What am I doing wrong? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that that uh, that viewport window, uh, uh, that's view screen uh, window, opened so many times. It opened a bunch, and it, it, it drove did. her insane. Um, <laughs> I think uh, one of the talking points, and we, Matthew Waterhouse had mentioned it, you know, in the story notes. I think this is a big point because we, this is the if correct me if I'm wrong, this is the second story for our fifth Doctor. Yes. And it is also the second story for Tegan. Everybody no. else has been hanging around. No. No? This would be Tegan's third story. Oh, it's Tegan's third? Oh, because she was... That's right. Legopolis. Yes. Castrovalva. That's right. She was in Legopolis. And yes. then Fort Doomsday. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know, we got we got a couple of newish mm-hmm. faces here. Um, but Adric, Matthew Waterhouse, felt... Siding with the villain made no sense for his character yeah. uh, and resented his character. Well, I mean, jo- get in line, pal. <laughs> Dang. Um, so I was, uh, what did you think of this, Taylor? Because I, well, I feel like you might feel a, a different way about it. I just, it, it, so it was I- just like, why is he... I don't like, you know, you, you point to reasons why people are like, we don't like Adric. And it's like, well, I I feel like this happens more than once where he sides with the villain. It absolutely does. Yeah. And he, 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 I think in the other case that I'm thinking of, you know, he basically gets, you know, tricked by the master. Yeah. You know, conned a bit. Um, 
in in this situation though um there was there was a point where the way that matthew waterhouse plays it i'm like is is he just like playing a long con here and he's like going along with monarch because like he needs he needs this thing to play out a little bit more before like right he can he can uh uh uh, stop it yeah stop this plan and then obviously i'm wrong about that well that's what i thought too and then i'm like no he's just uh not as smart as he he is i'm being told he is well yeah right he's really good at maths he's not really good at i guess logic no, I, I mean, morality. but I feel like that's um, got maths. Well, you would think, but so so here's kind of the headcanon I came up with as I was watching it. Okay, mm-hmm. Adric is a character who is is very based around logic, right? What makes the most sense for the greatest good, you know? And so he may may on some level go well because. Adric isn't human, so he he doesn't have the same investment in Earth as other characters do. That makes sense. Yes. Okay, let's keep that in mind. Let's keep that in mind. Um, uh, and so he's like, well, you know, Monarch is trying to accomplish this, and you know, his reasoning for wanting to do this makes sense to me. You know, so because it makes sense, I'm going to support it, and goes no further than that. Well, you know. I mean, he's like, he also wants to see inside the TARDIS, um, <laughs> which is like, that's kind of a red flag, I feel like. I, I mean, I would agree with that. Like I, like I said, it's headcanon. I'm not exactly right, 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 right. trying to advocate that this is definitely no, what yeah. the character motivations were. I, I really do think that at some point, Terrence Dudley went, well, shoot, I've got to have somebody kind of like be on on monarch's side so that we can have this this and this happen uh you mean oh adric oh adric we'll have adric oh, do it adric forget forget eeny meeny miny mo it's just adric um I, yeah that's that's really how i kind of think that really played out and <clears throat> i agree i think i think you know more than once we see adric's character do stuff that is kind of uncharacteristic and that you know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, yeah, whether that is a writer just being a sloppy writer or whether that is, let's say, a writer going, oh, I really don't love this character. Let's have him do it. I don't know. But I'm, I think there is a bit of that at play. So I'm I'm just looking because Adric has been, let's see, he was uh, in part of season 18 with yep. Tom Baker. And yep. then we are two episodes into our new our new doctor the fifth doctor um i'm just trying to figure out at one point did he go i'm not gonna listen to what the doctor has to say (laughs) i've been traveling with this man through i mean through a bunch of stuff i mean some of most of which i feel like we have not we have not watched now that i'm like looking Uh, at it there there's a fair bit that we haven't. I think there's the whole E Space trilogy that introduces him that we haven't yeah. watched. Um, you know, make note for next time you have to pick an episode, which would be fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, absolutely. But it just doesn't it seem strange that like yes, he he is, you know, like Doctor, this guy says that he like how many people have they come across where it's like, Doctor, he said this candy is healthy for me. Like how many times is <laughs> like how many times has that happened? And then it's like, oh, the doctor was right. And I, I, I'm not saying he needs to just blindly follow the doctor, but the doctor at one point says to him, what does he say? You young idiot. Where he's just like talking to him and he's mm-hmm. he's tricking his companion because his, he, he doesn't even, he's like, I need you to say to me that you are along for this plan before I tell you anything. Yeah. And this is your companion. This is one yeah. of the people you're traveling with. It, you know, it is, it is one of those things where I feel like, and I've said this before, I feel like, I feel like once we start getting into the fifth doctor era, we start getting a lot of antagonism. Yeah. Amongst the crew. And I, and I, and I feel like this rolls into the, into the sixth doctor era. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. 
but I, I feel like we get a lot of that here. We get a lot of, you know, Nissa and Adric butting heads or Tegan and, and, and Adric butting heads. Um, and Adric and, and I, the doctor. Think, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ad, Adric and the, the rock on the ground next to him. I don't know. Um, but I, I think, I think what I know of Adric's character is that he is, he honestly is kind of headstrong. Yes. He thinks, he thinks he knows the right answer. He thinks he knows the solution to something. Right. But he, he is supposed to be pretty young. Let's see how, how old is Adric supposed to be? Does it, does I don't it give even, us a... I don't even know that I've ever heard a, an age given for him. That's not to say that one's not out there somewhere. I just don't think I've ever heard it. Right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of times where he just, he's kind of portrayed as, as a bit of a know-it-all. He's just like, who doesn't obviously know it all. Um, and so, yeah, he's like, no, this is, this is how this should go. This makes more sense. Why are you doing this? You're dumb for doing that, which is what a young kid would say. It actually does not, does not give an age for him. Okay. Remember when Adric died? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just i'm going through his like little uh his little synopsis on tardis wiki and it just has that sad picture right. of him oh like right before he explodes oh my god jeez okay. jeez all right anyway uh yeah it doesn't say but i mean like you know i i get that but again like you can think you know but i feel like if you have enough you know, if you're a, if you're you know super smart and a mathematician and all that good good stuff, I feel like if you have a big enough sample size of you being wrong, yes. um, yeah, you would yeah. probably be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've done what's tell you. Yeah, either Adric is always that stubborn, or the writers just decided to pick on him. I mean, that could be it, honestly. You know, what a case study, right? There's your academic track for the next California one. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, we basically tell, uh, we tell this guy about the TARDIS and how it can move through time and Monarch's like, Hey, uh, what if I figured out how to fly that thing? And I went back to the beginning of time and, and everyone discovered that I was God. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be bonkers. And it's like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the Adric thing was something that I had, like, uh, I was just like, I don't. But at the same time, like, Adric, at the end, at the beginning of the last episode, he steps in front of the gun that is about to be yep. fired on the doctor. So it's like, well, if you care about this guy this much, maybe you should listen to what he has to say, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Taylor. He's a contradiction in and amongst himself. He's like that Green Day song, a walking contradiction. There you go. <clears throat> um, I thought you were going to say basket case, but okay. Oh, sure, well, way. yeah, that too, I guess. Oh, boy. Um, what else? Speaking of green. Yes. Let's talk about green, Monarch, let's, Enlightenment, let's and Persuasion. Talk, yes. Where would yeah, you like sli- to start? Sli- slimy green persuasion. Yes. Instead of crystal blue. Anyway, I was going for a gag there and it failed. That's okay. Sorry, a bunch of papers fell over here and I wasn't in front of the microphone. Good heavens. What I is picked them up. It's all good. It's all good. Did you guys just like have an earthquake or a, a brisk wind? No, I did like that, that gag where you just like fold your legs over and kick over a bunch of stuff. Oh, That's yes. Basically what happened. Yes. My apologies. Cool. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got Monarch, Enlightenment, and Persuasion. Yes. Great names. Love it. Um and they are Urbankins. 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 And I I guess this is kind of like not even like sub like not even like B plot, but we're talking like C plot, is that they've been coming to Earth and abducting people. Oh yeah, they've been going For shopping thousands of years. Um, so any sort of alien abduction story you hear in the news from now on, you could just blame these guys. Blame the Urbankins. 
Um, I actually wanted, I actually did reach out to uh, the host of the Saucer Life podcast because I know he is a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what, what would you, what would you say is the most uh, like UFO related Doctor Who story? Like ideally classic Who, but classic or modern, however you want to answer it. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember now exactly what he said. If you give me a sec, I'll try to look it up here. Um, but he, um, one very kindly answered, um, and he said, uh, classic, either Dalek invasion of earth just for the aesthetics of the Dalek saucers or claws of Axos. Oh, okay. Being friendly aliens offering benefits, but all is not as it seems. And he goes, modern eh, aliens of London. Yeah, fair. Oh my, yeah, fair, fair. Um, but I would argue that this, even though we don't really have them at Earth or at abducting people, we do see that they have been doing this for a very long time. I would actually argue this is a very UFO-centric. Uh, yeah, and it's a great, like, once you kind of figure out what's been going on, you're like, oh, okay, this right? is interesting. Like, you have a bunch of uh, at least seemingly humanoids that are on the ship. They look to be from all different... Um, walks of life and right. uh periods in history there you go i was trying to think of periods of history but i went with walks of life um which i <laughs> guess also fits and you're kind of like what is going on here and you come to find out that yes they've been abducting people but that's not all they've been doing they no. uh they have these machines that i i believe the technology is it uploads um, the consciousness of the person to a sort of hard drive, and then that hard drive is put into a android-like machine that looks exactly like the person who has been abducted, and then the um, the human form of said person is uh, turned into plant food. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's absolutely right. And that way, uh, these people can go living on uh, for eternity as um, androids, mm -hmm. which is a very cool concept. Um, and that kind of blew me away when I mean, the, when we when that is revealed to us, the graphics aren't great. But just in general, the whole story of that is like, what now? Right. Yeah, it's it totally throws you for a loop because honestly, it's not really something you see coming. And when when Bygone kind of stands up and like opens his chest. Yeah, this is me. And here's a bunch of circuitry and quote unquote flips his face up. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, man, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in my notes, it's like, wait, I'm like, I'm confused. What's happening? Yep. Yep. Like they they just healed that guy. He it looked like he got injured, and he just went into a machine, and he's fine. Okay, and then we get the big reveal that it's like holy moly. Yep, yep. I more than once I say the story has me sufficiently confused, and that's good. And and he keeps going back and forth, and then at, I the ultimate goal is to um he wants to save the people of Earth by saving them from themselves. Well, we and, could use it. <laughs> yeah, uh, which means he wants to turn uh, everybody... He just wants to replace them with uh, his own androids, basically. Yes. Uh, thus becoming, yes. And, thus and, becoming God. And they, and they use wonderful terms like the flesh time. Yes, the time of flesh. Uh, yes, and, and I think at one point... Um, we, haven't, we haven't talked about the, um, the, the space helmets... Oh, these space helmets are great. Right, but they need them because the air on the ship is a little off from Earth, or in places there is none. Yeah, just there isn't any. And I love at one point, I want to say it's enlightenment or persuasion, um, is trying to kind of like like punish. I want to say it's Adric and Nissa. I could be wrong on that. Um, and he goes, let them remember their lungs. Yeah, that's a great line. I have that written. And I'm like, too. oh my god, that's I love fantastic! It. Great line. There was a lot of good like dialogue. I think there was at one point. Let me see where if I can find it. I thought it was very funny that um, they don't, they didn't have a concept of love, and they described right. it as exchange of two fantasies. <laughs> 
Uh, there's a lot of like cool like play on words from the uh, from our baddies here. I thought there was a lot of mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, like they don't they they want to save humanity, but they don't understand it fully. All yep. of its concepts, which I thought was was very funny. Yep, and they've got their <clears throat> their little floating camera. Orbs, oh my! The floating camera, the, the monopticon. But I have to wonder if there's more than one in a room. Are they menopticon? Menomnicons? Do 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 do. Menopticon. Do 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 do. Oh no! Not where I was going with that joke, but I like it. Yeah, that's, I like it. I'll take it. it. I'll take it. Um, I yeah, I enjoyed that. I love that. That was like the way they listened in on people was just this big orb that seemingly it, it felt like they only had like two or three of them on this giant ship. Yep. <laughs> And I love that the doctor just covers it with a hat <laughs> at one point and just kind of mm-hmm. floating there, which he uses to his advantage later. Exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of smart stuff going on with the doctor where he's trying to trick. He knows he's being watched. He knows. He knows the whole yep. time. Um, yeah, this was, I mean, this was this was a lot of fun. I mean, I, listen, we talked about Tegan trying to fly the TARDIS, but that was... I mean, every time we'd cut to that, I'd just hysterically laugh just because she was just like, why won't it do anything but open this window? Yep. It was it was like it was like Tegan only knows how to drive an automatic and the TARDIS is a manual, a whole manual. Yeah. You, yes, there's that. too. And you saw how she felt about manuals. She hated Um, she hit him. Yeah, that really was pretty hilarious. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad she was the one to kind of try and take some sort of action. I, I get it. It's probably tough to write for a TARDIS team of three. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. And the doctor. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about, um, oh my gosh, the, um, the performances. <laughs> I, I forget what they called them. Uh, I get, oh man, what did they say? Like they were like, this is a, a time when it, it, they, was it recreate? They didn't call it recreation. No, and I'm. What did they call it? I don't know. I'm just distracted by my my dishwasher. Um, <laughs> yeah, gotta love it. <clears throat> it was like the time of something. I can't remember what. Yeah, what did they call it? it? I didn't write it down. I'm trying to go um, through the uh, through the um, through the notes here and see if they they, mm-hmm. uh, they have it because they had they. I mean, at first it's like what's happening, and then we kind of find out that oh, we need this needs to happen so we can uh, we can use it to our advantage later right yeah so they've got um basically um people from the mayan culture doing something that looks a little bit more like um what's that called uh shen yu mm. it's supposed to be like mayan dancing but it looks it looks actually really kind of chinese i could be totally wrong on that maybe i know nothing about mayan culture maybe well i don't and then and then, and then we have you know um our australian aboriginals come in and they they do a dance and they have a a block rock and beat in the fourth episode. They do. Somebody yes. got to remix that. Yeah, they do definitely. Um, then we also have um, uh, basically Greek fighting. Although mm-hmm. at one point we do get some graps going on. Yeah, there was some pro graps going on here to, so in the we, last. We've got to give props here. for that. Yeah, we love that. Um, and then we've get a full blown Chinese uh, New Year parade. Yes. Why does Which no? One I have to say, to... this is like possibly one of the more diverse classic who stories uh yeah i would i would agree with that i would agree with that i can't find the name of what they called it it was something weird i mean it wasn't weird what they called it It was just like a very specific name it was yeah it was like it was like the time of recreation or something that you that actually sounds most correct the time of recreation yeah yeah that feels that feels right <laughs> Whoa. What? Uh so Colin Baker was in the running to play the Minister of Persuasion. Mm. They were all considered before Paul Shelley was yes. casted. Yeah, this is correct. I'm I'm glad he didn't, honestly. Uh yeah, me too. A lot <laughs> of people. A lot of people in consideration. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, couldn't find what that but yeah. Um, what else? What else do I want to to talk about with this? We talked about Adric. We talked about oh, <laughs> um, we have to talk about the the our our sweet sweet space graphics 
Yes. In the last episode where it first starts off with basically the doctor seemingly just crawling on all fours mm-hmm. <laughs> on a green screen and them just putting him in space. I will say the other stuff, space. the other stuff looked a little better of him kind of mm-hmm. floating through space. Um, but man, did using the cricket ball to propel himself oh towards the TARDIS that, that was hilarious. Was great. I yeah. I loved that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was really properly just wild stuff. Yes, you know, just plausible enough to be like, oh yeah, that could actually work. But absolutely, that really was crazy. Yeah, that was um, nuts. It's I. You know, I gotta say though, wouldn't it be hilarious if Tegan's experience piloting the TARDIS here comes into play in the centenary special? <sighs> Uh, yeah, that would be great. That would be like the only if she op- opens cut. a single window each time. <laughs> what what a callback that would be for literally us. Yes, and I would be fine. With yes, it. I'd be fine. I with would it. be so fine with that. I would cheer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got this, and a window just opens. Oh yep. man, I would love that. That would yep. be so great. I you know I gotta say. <clears throat> At the point now, see, episode four gets completely bonkers. Oh, yeah. Like like the time of recreation turns into like the absolute time of chaos. Yes. As like everybody. Everyone's just dance. Is on the dance floor at the same time. It's nuts. Uh, yeah. Not enough glow sticks. Uh, you know, not enough, not enough 90s prodigy. Yeah. No, not enough. Um, but at one point, um... I want to say, um, oh, Monarch is facing down uh, Team Tardis. Yeah, he's standing in front of the Tardis with a gun. Yes, and at one point there's a quick run. The Tardis door is open, and the one thing Monarch doesn't do is go into the Ding Dang Tardis. No. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. Right oh, run because and they just run away. <laughs> yes, and we'd forgotten to mention that. The the Urbankans also excrete this incredibly toxic poison. Yes, um, that the doctor gets his hands on. Yes, and he uh, and when they're going back to the TARDIS, oh my god, he cuts like, them off and is like, "Doctor," and he has a gun, and the doctor and just like, goes, huh, just hucks it no out. No hesitation. No, no yeah, no hesitation whatsoever. Oh yeah, it's just like he says, "Doctor," and the doctor goes, "Bah!" And just throws it at him. And turns it into uh, a little green army man. That's right. This is literally the scene in uh, Firefly. I don't know if you've seen Firefly. I have not, no. Oh, you should. It's pretty good. I have heard Um, that. I have. Where um, uh, Captain Mal is walking back onto his ship. There's somebody on his ship holding one of his people hostage. And he just does not even hesitate. Just gun out. Boom. Doom. It's down. (laughs) That's exactly what this scene is. Doctor comes up. Monarch's blocking his way. He's just like, boom, poison. You're done. Bye. You're done. Uh, yeah. Ain't got time for this. We put a helmet over him. It's very nice. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I was like, they're going to load all of these people into the TARDIS and it's going to be great. <laughs> but that's not what happens. Um, Bygone and everyone else says, nah, you know what? We're good. We'll just go mm-hmm. hang out on another planet or something. Don't worry about it. It's like, okay. And then we all right. get on the TARDIS, and this is like, I need to take a nap. And then she passes out. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Doctor. Yeah, Blump. that's basically what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was this was fun. I liked it mm-hmm. overall. I despite like the uh, like just the the Adric stuff was kind of like I did love when Adric was like, I'm I'm not gonna let you do it, and then he just gets pushed over and knocked out. I thought that was yeah. very funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, like like Nissa shoves him right. Yeah, because he uh, puts hands, puts hands. You don't yeah. put hands. And and there's you, you know the angle. It's like boom, like Adric like knocks his head on like the edge. Yeah, of something, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and he just he's I'm out. like man down. Yeah, he's out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's that antagonistic team structure. I know, very I'm antagonistic. Telling you. Very antagonistic. All right. We got anything else before we start hitting some buttons here? I I don't think so. I know that the Urbankans said that they were only said like only people of the highest intelligences. 
mm-hmm. were allowed to kind of continue on. That's why I like bygone and the other uh, representatives of the other cultures. Yeah. Um, so I think it's safe to say that that any rednecks that were uh, abducted by these <laughs> aliens ultimately became plant food. Ah, yes, absolutely. Unless I probably, yeah. Most likely. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the double scale. All right, let's uh, let's 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 think about this. Here we had uh, right. we had some We've some got, graps, but that was more graps. of like that was um, uh, what it was a, for show. That was for show. Yes, it was for show. So was the sword play. Yes, um, um, but, and and I've got them written down here. I've got Tegan tossing Adric down. Yes, um, but in episode four we've got Adric tussling with persuasion. We've got Adric <laughs> yes. tussling with enlightenment we do and the doctor just straight up poison bombing yes uh, oh and i mean ripping the circuitry out of uh one of was it enlightenment uh yes and just hucking it into space yes so we had that too we had some laser stuff that didn't really do anything i was like why is this laser not working on this person these graphics are oh it's meant to do that (laughs) yes got it yes um that's true I mean, I would probably sit comfortably at a three and a half. Yeah, I was I was a little closer to four. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, but I'm also, yeah, I mean, I realized the graps of the sword paper for show, but it was still like, oh, look, action. Yes. Ooh. Because <laughs> those first two episodes were very action light. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. I feel like we're in we're still in the same. It's not too big of a, a gap. No, we're still in that same kind of like gap that we always tend to have. Yes. All right. Well, there might be a gap behind this couch, so let's check it out. <laughs> Gathering close, it's time for the behind the couch scale. <laughs> what are we thinking here, Taylor? I don't, I don't I, you know, honestly it, it wasn't particularly scary no i mean i suppose if you've got like a really really young kid and you suddenly see like bygone open himself up yeah that might be a little bit of like what yes i'm kind of freaked out by this you know am i a robot inside mom and dad um <laughs> it's like no of course not how do that yet um but i mean you know i i feel like I feel like this story certainly could lead to some interesting discussions about you know humanity and tyranny and ethics and like i I feel like with a a maybe not so young viewer yeah you could get into some interesting discussions about it Um, oh yeah but again not particularly scary not particularly tense yeah you know everything stays just bonkers enough for it to kind of remind you oh yeah i'm just watching a show yes (laughs) absolutely well yeah what do we uh what do we got on the docket next time? All right. So a few galleys ago, um, I believe it was Lena, friend of the show Lena, said, Oh, you think Kenda's bonkers? No, Bonkers is Planet of Fire, which was Turlo's last story. Oh man and Turlo. Perry's first story. Oh. So next time we are watching Planet of Fire, starring Peter Davison as the doctor, Mark Strickson as Turlo. Anthony Ainley as the master. Mm. Gerald Flood as Chameleon. Oh. And introducing Nicola Bryant as Perry. Wonderful. It was written by Peter Grimwade, who has the most Transformer name on the war. On the yes. Planet, and directed by Fiona Cumming. Is this our first Chameleon story, or did we watch another? No. We watched The King's Demons. Oh, that was the two-parter, right? Uh, was it? King's no, Demon. Black Orchid was a two-parter. I think I think King's Demon was a four-parter. Um, maybe it was a three-parter. Why don't I remember? Don't it was a two-parter. Was... King's Demon was a oh, two-parter. Was okay. And I, I trust you remember then. Do not remember Chameleon in that. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, sure Chameleon. I do. Yeah, I'm pretty huh. sure it's the King's Demon. Watch it be some other story, and I'm clearly just tired. Well, King's De- King's Demon. Yeah, it's two parts, and um. Yeah, but is it the one with? Chameleon, yeah, chameleon's in it. Okay, okay, then yeah, we huh. watched it. Interesting. We watched it. We and watched. This it. will be. This will be 
actually chameleons last episode oh my god spoilers wow <laughs> goodness well oh yeah strap in <laughs> interesting we'll see if we have a new benchmark of bunkers i mean we we might we'll see here but um yeah. un- until then you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter at BustBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search for Podcastica and rate and review us as well. You can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Um, if you would like to buy some of our merchandise, shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Or if you just want to support us monetarily, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. But the song remains the same. As yeah. it, uh, as I believe Led Zeppelin told us, or the song remains insane, as I believe Sepultura told us. But anyways, oh, guys, I, I was thinking you were gonna say, um, oh my gosh, who, uh, Cypress Hill. Oh, insane in the in the. Oh, that was Soulfly. Yeah. I apologize. See, Soulfly oh, did fine. the song remains insane, but yes, insane in the membrane. But anyways, anyway, <laughs> what we're trying to say is support your local shops. Yes. Support them any way you can, whether it be actually shopping at them, uh, shouting them out on social media, or doing a third thing that I can't think of right now. Just help them out. Shouting it from your rooftop. There you go. From the rooftops. Shout it from the rooftops. Any way you can, guys. Support your local shops. They would appreciate it, and we would appreciate it. All right, so next time, join us for possibly the new benchmark of Bonkers as we watch Planet of Fire, and we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. Unless you think the board's going to crap out on you. No, but, uh, I man, I hope now that that has been said out loud that does not happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs>